I knew that you would be smashing spirit. I knew that I you would be smashing spirit. I don't know if I'm going to smash spirit. No, I'm going to smash spirit. I know you are. He's <laughs> gorgeous. Are. And again, I'm imagining him as a human. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Swipe Talk Opposites Attract, the podcast. The podcast. We are the Swipe Talk Girls. If you haven't seen our faces before, I don't know how. I don't know what rock you Sorry, I shouldn't have started off with that much intensity. Um, If this is your first time seeing our faces or hearing our voices, we're the Swipe Talk Girls. My name is Simone. Yeah. What'd you say? I said my name is Simone. <laughs> and I'm Isabella. Okay, I didn't know if you faked your name. I, I fake my name on YouTube, but okay. I figured for podcasts, there might be people that really are like... Truly do not know. Really don't know. And also it's hard because they maybe they're not watching. The podcast audience, I just say, I'll, I'll give it to you straight. Well, welcome back to the pod. This is episode welcome four back. of Swipe Talk, where opposites attract. And here, um, opposites attract because Isabella and I are complete opposites, blah, 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 blah. blah. Do we have to go through this? No. Literally episode no. four. And I'm like, do we no. have to do that? No, and I don't think we do. You got it. And episodes one through three and that's it and that's so that. now we're jumping in we're in the deep end to give you a peek behind the scenes the way that the pod has been going so far mm-hmm. is that isabella will go into her beautifully brilliant little mind and then she'll mm-hmm. say what should we talk about and then she'll put something together and then i'll look over it and i'll go period so generally i'm walking into this like this is straight mm-hmm. from isabella's mind but the way that we'll talk about this later but isabella and i or at least one wavelength, one brain wavelength at all times. Yes. Not always, but at all, at one point or another, we're on the same wavelength. We have a lot of brain cells, but we have one that we share. Exactly. And then it's a matter of not like, are we using that one today? Yes. And exactly. today, like we're using that. We oh, both happen yes. to be using our shared one today, which exactly. really works wonders for us. Today, we're going to be working with me saying we're going to be working with inner child. That's not what's happening. I sound like a therapist. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about, I don't know, everything like childhood, serious, funny cartoons, inner child healing, all of that. And this is going to be such a good time. I know. I'm so excited. Isabella has a bunch of shit on here. She has smash her past first up. So that's going to be our first segment. It was viral a little while ago on TikTok to do this. But you know what? Uh-huh. We didn't have a podcast then. We so did sorry, not. we're a little late to the effing game. But we know that. So we're acknowledging it. I want to put a disclaimer. This is a game. We mm-hmm. wouldn't actually have sex with any of these people. No. This is for fun. Please do not take this seriously. These are characters. These are not real. It's hard for me to buy into Smash and Pass of like imaginary cartoon characters because I'm like, that's a fish. And one could say that mm-hmm. in order to play a game like this in some ways, mm-hmm. You have to tap into your inner child. You do. You have to play imagination, which can be harder for some than others. It is. We we will get to this towards the end of the episode, but Isabella's inner child is like barely even an inner child. It's like yeah. literally like she's here's here. big Isabella, here's little middle child, <laughs> like little inner child Isabella, here's the other part of Isabella. They and these equally two, hold one, one They equally on hold spots right in the middle. And um, I am not, no, we'll talk more in depthly about how my inner child runs me in a different way, but not in that way. I think that what you're going to say is going to be a lot more resonant for a lot of people's experiences. <laughs> I think that what I'm experiencing with Little mm-hmm. Bells, I think is very rare. Mm-hmm. I don't think the common person is riding the tricycle with their girl. Let's start off with smash your past with 
childhood characters. Yes. Childhood so everyone on Twitter characters. is in love with the dad from Inside Out. Smash or pass? Pass. Uh, I think it depends on his personality. I feel oh, indifferent. Okay. I feel indifferent towards him. I could smash. Mm-hmm. I'm not against smashing. Mm. Wait, I wasn't thinking straight. Now that I look at the picture of him. You're smashing. I want y'all to see this fan art. I'm smashing. I'm smashing pumpkins, smashing, smashing, smashing. Oh my God, he's so hot. I love his sweater. I don't know why I ever said I was <laughs> indifferent. I didn't mean that at all. He is so hot. I need you to look at the zoom to see what picture I'm looking at. Is it the one with the ball gag? No. Bitch, what? Oh, wait, I'm looking at this one. A ball gag? Oh my gosh! Jesus Christ! Oh my god, there's a lot of fan art of this man. Shout out to this man. He's hot, he's hot, he could get it. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and smash because I'm gonna leave his virtue. Um, I'm gonna leave him his virtue. That's that's why I'm gonna pass. Oh, you're passing. I'm passing because I wanna okay. leave him his virtue. What the hell does that mean? He's getting slutted out by everyone else. I'm gonna let him get slutted out by everyone else and I'm gonna pass. Next on our list is smash or pass Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob. I'm gonna go pass because I, I can't be scared of the lobster hands coming through and pinching my butt cheek off you know what what if he didn't imagine larry the lobster but like as a human i wonder if there's fan out of that larry the lobster as a human i think larry the lobster and i would be friends i would love to have larry the lobster as a personal trainer but i am gonna pass yeah no i'm gonna have to pass on larry the lobster even the fan art of him as a human isn't gonna give for me okay and just i'm not a big fan of men that are like like so whoa i'm not a big fan (laughs) sorry man that men that are like what (laughs) got it i am thinking of addison ray's dad when he like made (laughs) the infamous tiktok to that sound that i cannot fucking stand it's like can i get a a lot of people are really attached to this character and that is spirit the horse Pass. I understand that like spirit the horse, like that's like your quote spirit animal. I cannot get past the fact that it is a horse. And you need to get past that. You need to extend your imagination. I knew that you would be smashing spirit. I knew that you would be smashing spirit. I don't know if I'm going to smash spirit. No, I'm going to smash spirit. I know you are. (laughs) He's gorge. He's gorgeous. And again, I'm imagining him as a human. Mm -hmm. He's gorgeous. Simone, look at him. I mean, yeah, but like... uh... That's a hot man. But you know what? I'm also going to say, I don't think that I deserve to smash Spirit the horse because there are people that like are like die hard, like would do anything to smash Spirit. And I'm not one of those. So I'm like, give them the chance. I f- also feel like my comment about like, I can't get past the fact that the horse is going to come around and bite me in the ass super soon, but whatever. You think? I know that it is when we get down this list in a very particular okay. way. Prince Naveen from um smash yeah no absolutely princess and the frog absolutely smash even though he's a bit of an asshole so i'd smash him towards the end of the movie but not the beginning and that's the problem that's my sickness i like my men with the side of asshole just the side before i used to like asshole with the side of men now i like men with the side of asshole you feel me okay I, i i think it's better i think it's a tolerable mix okay Zuko from Avatar. Avatar is a really good TV show, but Prince Zuko Mm. was like the baddie. See, that's my kind of asshole. Like you're okay when they're like rude Mm -hmm. to you. No, I'm not. False, fake news. (laughs) You're like, you like it when your men call you a stupid bitch. I like when they're like brooding and really Mm -hmm. like, oh, like 
like they want to be good, but they can't. No, that's not my my brand of asshole is like whenever I pop fly, whenever I get going at the mouth, that pop fly means like say something smart. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I get that way, I need somebody that can do it back. Oh, for sure. For sure. But that is not the kind of asshole Prince Naveen is. Also, it's like smash or pass. It's not. You're right. I'm sorry. It's not date. It's yeah, smash or pass. You're right. Exactly. It's two extremes. And okay. I feel like I'm not going to pass him. Okay, you're right. I would smash him. But he's a pretty face. Zuko? Zuko, I would smash too. <laughs> but not for any particular reason. Okay. Smash or pass Scar from The Lion King. I'm smashing. What the fuck do y'all think this is? And that's what? what I said. And that's why I said my comment about the horse would come back to bite me in the ass. I think that I would just be to say that I did it. It's very unhealthy. Wow. Um, it's not nice, but wow. I'm going to do it. And he also was like skinny and like stupid and like somebody's like weird uncle but like i think that i think (laughs) that if i was a lion i think that i would be looking at him like i hate him and then also be like but what's up with you you feel me like i don't know like i feel like he might be able to get one up on me he does have a really hot voice um, that's what a it lot is. of villains have hot voices they i do. don't think i could smash him because of what he did to simba i think that's valid now this guy <sighs> Mm -hmm. This is like my number one. Mm -hmm. The Beast Mm -hmm. from Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Smash, 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 smash. Like smash until I can't smash no more. Smash until the smashing, smash, smash, smash. I found him so fucking hot. And even when he yelled, I was like, babe, babe. Me, five years old watching when he like threw his tantrums. I was like, oh my God, he's been through so much. I love the beast. I love the beast. I get it when people love the beast. I just don't. Whoa. Yeah, that might be a hot take. No, I think, I think live your truth. Okay. This is my truth. truth. And this is my truth. More beast for me. I would not smash beast. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You're like... Okay, for sure, girl. Fine. <laughs> That's cool. No, <laughs> why would you smash the beast? I wouldn't just because, like, this is going to make me sound like a biatch. He's the beast. You don't like hairy bodies? I just don't like anything about him. Whoa. Besides his personality. Not Simone after fucking Scar. I know. But, okay, you're entitled, to your, you're entitled to your taste. And I want I want everyone to be very clear that every single answer that I give, I could change my mind in five minutes. Yeah. Like, if you ask me I want I want it to be very mind. clear that Simone and I cannot be held accountable for anything nope. we've ever said. I'm sorry. Delete everything that I said. I didn't actually mean it. Unless I didn't mm-hmm. mean it, then I don't mean it. But if I meant it, then I meant it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Anyways, Shang Mulan from Mulan, 100% smash, 100% smash. I would not smash uh, Shang. I don't think we'd even get along, to be honest. He is so serious. I like never saw him laugh. I just like am not attracted to his personality. I mean, he's a hero and I say, Thank you for your service. I admire him deeply, but I don't find him attractive and I think he would find me very annoying. He would find me very annoying. I think ultimately that's why I wouldn't smash him is because I know that he would hate me and he would find me very annoying and he'd be like, shut up. The way that you were shocked about me and the Beast, Beast, this is how I feel right now you saying this. I'm like, this yeah. is an easy smash. Wow. Oh, the tiger from Zootopia. Let me look that up. 
Yeah, many people would have to look this up because it is a minor background character that received a lot of like virality oh, um, because cute. of his background role sitting on a subway. Yeah. It's the way he's sitting. It's his smug little smile. Like he's him on that little mini iPad. Yeah. <laughs> with that fucking tight ass shirt. I'm not smashing. No. Oh. That's sick. You're not, I'm not smashing, smashing a lion. I'm not. Okay, this last one, I told my mom about this segment and mm-hmm. she was like, oh my God, do you know who I've always found really attractive? Who Who is it, Barbie? And it was Shrek. Let the record be set. Let, let the record know. Let the people know that Isabella's father looks nothing like Shrek. No. And here's my thing. I think that I would have a very big crush on Shrek. I think because of his like personality and his layers, like I think it would be very confusing for me. Like I think I would be like, oh, I really want to have a crush on him. Like I'm, I don't know why I'm really interested in this guy, but I don't think I could follow through just because he's supposed to smell really bad mm-hmm. and like really bad his whole fashion sense. I just don't think I could commit to it, but I think it would be like a very confused the way that our coordinator Carolyn is nodding along is making me laugh. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it would be a very internal struggle for me. No, here's what I'll say. I think that Shrek would be the the neighborhood guy that I'm like nice to from far away and um kept all my opinions negative about him inside of my head and encouraged everyone to be kind to him because he's the weird um ogre in the forest. <laughs> um and what I will also say is that I cannot think of him in any other way except for the way he's betrayed in porns. I can't <gasps> I will also never forget the day that I was standing in the middle of our dining hall when I was in college and I had airdrop on from everybody just because like for college shit, you just be having airdrop. Like you just be having your airdrop on. I'm in the middle of like waiting in line for food, looking down at my phone and I get a picture of a dick pic of from Shrek. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that Shrek was packing like that. Um, And ever since then, I can't unsee it. Does that change your answer? No, it makes me disgusted. I'm disgusted. Okay, we don't need to shame. I am. No. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? No, I'm, I'm disgusted. I can't. A big green dick. It was huge. Shrek, if you're listening, close your ears. It was a really she's, big she's green dick. She's saying something that like you don't even need to hear. You should be proud of your penis, Shrek. I mean, yeah, sure. And, and great. It's really big. Like, I know that she'd be getting down with Fiona. But what I will say is that I can't see him the same out of that. And then also there's so much Shrek porn out there. I can not. I can't. It's too much. It's perverted. At this point, it's perverted, and I can't. Okay, so we're, we're both passing. We're both passing on Shrek. But love you, Barbie. Okay, so this leads us into our <laughs> next segment, which is just going to be of talking about these, like, cartoon characters and just, like, revisiting the past. We're just going to mm-hmm. visit a few, like, really quick, really fun, crazy TV show theories mm-hmm. that, like, fan theories that people have had. Okay, so the first theory, which I've never heard of before a day in my life, <laughs> is that SpongeBob mm-hmm. is actually a tampon so bikini bottom a woman's bottom aka ass no her bikini bottom oh her literal bikini bottom oh they live in her bikini bottom she has sandy cheeks because she's at the beach and she has sand between her cheeks okay great and then mr crabs is it that she has crabs like yeah pubic crabs yeah. Did you know that pubic crabs do not always come from sexually transmitted disease, like sexual really? contact? It doesn't come from sexual contact only. It can come from like a toilet seat. It can come from like different things. Okay, so one, Phineas and Ferb. People mm-hmm. are saying that Phineas is actually Dr. Doofenshmirtz's 
sun. Which is a crazy theory because they both have triangle heads, which makes oh. sense. Because if you think about it, where the hell did he get his head shape from? Candace has the same head shape as her mom. Ferb has the same head shape as his dad. Also, it would make sense that Phineas is so smart and like a scientist because he is the son of an evil scientist. Sorry, my mouth is agape. For anybody that's not watching the visuals, my mouth is agape. <laughs> and I love the TV show Phineas and Ferb. I used to love Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, oh my that gosh. That show is so good. They're coming out with new episodes. And then there's also a theory that like, Vanessa is Candace's sister. So it'd be interesting. Let's say there's a situation where Phineas and Vanessa were switched at birth, which could make sense because Vanessa looks like Candace. Like easily those could be sisters. You're gonna be busted, busted. And Phineas looks like Doofenshmirtz, but then the situation would get a little sticky because Ferb dates Vanessa. And if that's his biological sister, sister, that could be trouble. I don't know why I felt like it was like a Drake and Josh situation where like the mom had Phineas and Candace oh, okay. and then Ferb and the dad came in later. I don't think mm-hmm. they've ever said that, but for whatever reason, I believe that. Hmm. Okay, so that's one. Okay. And then the other one, this one's lovely. I really love this this theory because it's not even a theory, it's true. It is fact. Is that, do you remember the movie Ratatouille? Yeah. And you remember how like the food critic was so miserable and he like had the ratatouille mm-hmm. at the end. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this reminds me of my my mother's mm-hmm. ratatouille mm-hmm. or my grandmother's. At the very beginning of the movie, we see this old woman trying to kill the rat and he like yeah. runs away, whatever. Yeah. Okay. And then when the food critic eats the ratatouille, he has like a memory a of his grandmother's house. Right, and right. we realize his grandmother's house is where Ratatouille used to live. And he learned how to make Ratatouille by watching the food critic's grandmother. And that's why it tastes the same because it literally is the exact same recipe Recipe. as his grandmother's Ratatouille. Oh. Damn, that rat been alive for a long ass time. Oh, it's his mom, not his grandmother. Whoops. And survived so much. The rat? Yeah. Talk about a story of perseverance. Couldn't be long. What's the life expectancy of a rat? Two to four years. But the longest living rat in captivity can live seven. And he's kind of in captivity. He's not in the wild. Well, no, because he had to go from the house to the to the restaurants and shit. And he was living on the street. And that's how he got the that's how he got on top of the dude's head underneath his hat. That wasn't a good explanation. So are you saying that is captivity or not? I think that's not captivity. Not to beat this theory down into the ground, but that rat would have to be. I don't know. Mm -hmm. If we're going to say that food critic is 50 years old, that Mm -hmm. rat would have to be 50 years old. Wait, why? Wait, why? 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 Because because the food critic got that made for him as a boy, as a little boy. And if the rat was there to see it. No, because I think that the it's his mom and I think his mom yeah. is still alive and just old. So it wasn't like the rat was there when the food critic was a little boy. The mom still makes okay. the ratatouille to this day. Okay, 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 not, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, in my head, I'm picturing like the flashback happening and then like the rat from Ratatouille is like sitting there like watching as he's like right, enjoying this right. as a little boy. I hear you. I hear you. I okay, hear okay, you. okay. No, 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 okay, you crying. know what? Yeah, this that is was now smart, more though. plausible. This is now more plausible. Aubrey plausible. Why would you say Aubrey? Speaking of which... You guys, one of my predictions came true. That Aubrey Plaza is going to host Saturday Night Live? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Did you have a did you have insider knowledge on that? I didn't. I just had a hunch. I just had a, I mean it was a smart prediction to make because yeah. like obviously put two and two together, she's having a huge yeah. like upswing in her yeah, career she is. and like she is. She's a comedy brilliance. Also like sorry, they're going to get Jenny Cuckoo in there soon too, but oh, I love her. I love her. So now Anyways. you guys, we've had the silly, we've had the fun fun, we've had the play. 
I'm sure yes. you know what's next. I'm sure you know what's next. It's time for Simone to put her panties on. And it's time for us to talk with the girls and the boys and the gays and the days about childhood things and like inner child healing. Honestly, like with this beginning segment, I feel like I, I didn't have a traumatic childhood or anything. I had like a great childhood for the most part. I just think that I had to grow up pretty early. So I don't have like the same way like Isabella like you describe like loving like Y2K things Mm. and like trends and stuff like that because you love your childhood so much Mm -hmm. I don't have that feeling like I don't have the feeling of like loving my child and like remembering all these shows and like having these things be super nostalgic for me like I just don't have that I don't know if anybody else can relate to that make sure you comment and let us know I think that most people can relate to that Mm. And I'm very, very fortunate and privileged that I did have a wonderful childhood. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think a lot of people, yeah, most people have trauma from their childhoods. And, you know, even if it's not trauma, you know, yeah. that sentiment of having to grow up pretty fast and like enter the real world. And it was very important to me to continue and hold on to aspects of my inner child into today because I feel like it makes yeah. things fun and like that's such a core importance to me and I feel like there's an opportunity now as adults to give yourself that opportunity to play and like take up space now that you may not have gotten to as a child like what was like something fun for you as a kid I was thinking about that as you were Mm -hmm. talking like things I used to really enjoy doing it's funny because I was in Target with one of my friends and we saw uh Mangala and I have not played Mangala since I was a little girl and I mm. loved, loved it. And it brought back so many childhood memories of like, I used to do it all the time. Like in summer camp, we used to play for like literally hours, just like going back and forth <laughs> playing. And yeah. so we bought it and then we brought it back to my house to like play. And yeah. it got to a point where I was like, yeah, you can go. I just want to sit and play by myself because it was. <laughs> it felt so, because that's what I used to do. Because I'm the youngest of seven. So I'm the seventh child but my all of my siblings are like super like a lot older than me so I'm like the youngest only child so Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of things by myself so sitting and playing Mangala by myself was like the best thing in the entire world and then like the person I was playing against was beating me and it was pissing me off viscerally because I'm like that's not how this goes in my childhood like I played and that was it there was no loser right. I was never the loser okay um so I want you to go so I kicked them out that is such a youngest sibling <laughs> I don't lose I don't lose so yeah. I kicked them out and I played by myself like I sat there and played by myself while they watched TV because that's what had to happen. But I think that I am the most creative. I am the most myself. I am the most everything in solitude. All of my like creative ideas, all of my um, things that I want to do, they really come out when I am alone and I can just like be free to express myself any way that I want to. So I feel like my best memories, honestly, from childhood were my moments of solitude because I came to a lot of conclusions about who I wanted to be and the woman that I wanted to be alone as a child it's kind of crazy I was gonna say that's interesting because I feel like even that is such like a mature answer 
of you being mm. like, I like to be alone. And I was thinking as a child about the type of woman I wanted to become. I'm like, yeah. girl, huh? What the fuck? What I want the- you to be like, I smacked a crayon on my tush. Like, no. obviously not that. It's so interesting because you are such a mature, sophisticated woman. And like, you're brilliant. I admire you in so many ways. Don't let me put words in your mouth, but mm-hmm. like, I know that you talk about like perfectionism and like trying to do something that isn't like productive. I know that you used to love to sing like when you were Mm -hmm. little and like that really resonates for me. I'm like, I am so curious what you would be able to do that would be like just like not thinking yeah. About it and not doing it here and just doing it like here. And that's and that's really hard for me. I think that like even in something that you hinted at or like got at in like mm-hmm. my answer, I've been a kid that like wasn't like really a kid for right. a very, right. very long time. Because I used to do like childlike things. I made like mud pies with my cousins and like we did like talent shows that like my aunts and uncles used to sit through and clap when we fucking sucked like we did all of the things but I really feel like the things that really stick out for me like I can remember when I made up in my mind that like I wanted to audition for like fucking Juilliard or not Mm -hmm. even Juilliard I'm lying it was for the Cleveland School of Arts I literally found a camera I don't know what camera I don't know (laughs) how I found a camera not me literally in like my underwear and a big t-shirt like improving a fucking contemporary dance routine and then showing it to my mother and being like I think if I audition I want to do something like this and she's like okay well first of all pants um (laughs) (laughs) I remember vividly watching Degrassi and being like I want to do that one day like I want to be a part of something like that one day I don't know it's always been like forward thinking like always to do like how can I do my career like etc and that is now that you say it That is crazy. It's always been like that. I think that is exciting that there is an opportunity now for you to explore. And like, I think there's an importance of finding something that isn't about succeeding, that isn't about being successful and like, and achieving something. It's interesting because I was literally just listening to, um, I found this podcast super recently. The name of the podcast is called Expanded um, by To Be Magnetic. And it has, oh my gosh, it has opened my eyes and like shifted a lot of things already. One of the things that they talk about is the reason why you're limiting your ability to manifest things um, is because you have a block. And that block generally has to do with limitations that you've set on yourself, because of like things that happened forever ago, they made the point to say that most of the time your inner child is in the driver's seat making your decisions nine times out of 10 in your adult life. Generally, wow. this is not things that you want for yourself. It's because your inner child wants them. So what is wow. an inner child? It's the idea that every single person has one. It just depends on how tapped in you are to said inner child and like how much it affects you because mine personally my inner child affects me all the time constantly oh I think it 100% affects everyone people just may not be as aware yeah it's affecting you because I think it has a big part of your subconscious what's interesting about inner child work is there's the end of like my side which I'm really good at of like I'm gonna play webkins because that sounds Mm. fun as hell and like my friends are gonna come over and we're all gonna play webkins and like Mm. have the time of our lives and like do a coloring book and like play with stickers like I love doing stuff like that and I think a lot of adults struggle with that because it's not being productive or like there's like this thought of like 
oh my god it's the weekend let's go to a bar let's drink let's go to a club you can do both there's room to do both but I think it's an interesting narrative that as we grow up that we are taught that watching cartoons is a child thing you know Mm -hmm. so many behaviors like coloring you know Mm -hmm. having slumber parties like all of those things are considered to be childlike versus Mm -hmm. Going to a club is adult. Going to a bar mm-hmm. is adult. And I think a lot of what we think as a child, like, oh, once I'm an adult, this is how it's going to be. Like, I think that that line between this is child, this is adult needs mm-hmm. to be dulled a little bit. And also on the other end of things, I think that what you were kind of hinting at of the child kind of running a lot of things yeah, is what a therapist told me recently of like, A lot of times, specifically when like a family member says something or a friend says something or someone just says something that like, ouch, like it really Mm -hmm. hits that part of us. It's Mm -hmm. not usually the adult in us that's being hit. It's like that immature little child part of ourselves that's like, ow, and like wants to immediately react. And I think that should be acknowledged and I don't think it should be pushed down and repressed. And I think that's where a lot of trouble comes in is that people will be like, oh, that's immature. That's not right. I'm going to push it down. I'm not going to acknowledge it. But I think there's an importance to acknowledging, oh, this is why that hurt my inner child because this is what that child experienced. This is how they're feeling about that. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean um, because Isabella and I were talking as we do. We don't speak outside of the pod. (laughs) This is Um, it. We were talking about um money and that is a mm. big thing for me is money where my money is coming from how i'm making money and a lot of how i define success is through the amount of money that i'm making and i know that it is a hundred percent my inner child because money for me it's not about the greed of it it's about security yeah. because money for me growing up was not ample like and i was very aware that it wasn't ample. Like, I think that there's a difference between being not from like a ton of money, but you like can never really tell the difference Mm -hmm. and someone that isn't from money. And it's Mm -hmm. very clear that you don't have it. From a very young age, I could remember like how much money was coming in, how much money was going out. And I'm talking like maybe 10 years old. I knew those numbers. And so for me, money is a security blanket. If I have money, it means that I know that things can't change for me. No one can take things, take things away. And, And mind you, like, I am so blessed to say that like, it's not like we were losing our home or like getting kicked out. Like that was never the reality. And when I look at like how it was growing up, I never went without Ever. It was just that in comparison to the people around me, I always felt sure. super inadequate because of the absence of money. The fear of scarcity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A huge scarcity around money because it was never, there was never enough. It was never abundant. I never really saw people with abundant money growing up. It was always scarcity around money and I mean every single person that I knew and even like growing up and like going to high school with kids that like had money it was the mindset of like well that's not me they're this is a white kid from upper middle class with two parents like that's not my reality I can't even begin to identify or compare with them I I can't relate to that that's not me so it it wasn't a point of another keyword I just learned it wasn't a point of expansion for me Mm. Um, because people can be your expanders. Like I follow so many women that I aspire to be like, but not like in a, like they're my blueprint and I want to be that. It's like, you're showing me 
that this is possible. Every yes. time I log on to TikTok, because I've curated yes. my TikTok in a very particular way to show me women to where I'm like, oh, now hold the motherfucking phone. You are a young black woman just like me and you are beyond abundant, like with friends, with love, with money. I need to, I need to see it. I yeah. need for my brain to see it, to see that it's possible so that like I understand that like that's a thing and that person can be like a quote expander for me. But yeah, yeah, I've given it a lot of thought ever since you said like it seems like you have a scarcity mindset around money and I absolutely do. And that's the inner child thing. That's 100% my inner child in the driver's seat. I just want to circle back to also what you said of mm -hmm. like ways that you can heal your inner child. Mm -hmm. We, I had written down like a lot of people talk about writing a letter to your inner child. I have uh. listened to a lot of meditations where they're like, imagine you're in a room with yourself as a little yeah. girl. Yes. And like, Ooh, what would baby. you say to her? Like, imagine giving her a hug. Imagine giving her what she needed. Oh my God. And can I just say, yeah, again, really overstepping here. I can't even imagine how proud little Simone would be of you today and in what you're talking about of seeing people growing up that could achieve this kind of thing was mm -hmm. so inspiring to me of like this is possible and now mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're doing and yeah. like your YouTube literally basically being at a hundred K and like yeah. you being this gorgeous successful woman who has it together sorry this gorgeous successful black woman who has it together who is establishing herself in the media industry like like, that is incredible. And like, I hope that you are able to think about that in such a healing way to yeah. your inner child who may have been like, why am I not seeing myself in the media? Why am I not yeah. seeing myself in the narrative? You know, if I'm not seeing myself, then it's not even an option for me. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful to hear you say these things. I really appreciate it. Me being like, my inner child also has trouble like accepting and hearing people yeah. be kind to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I immediately want to be like, no, I mean, like, it's cool. And then like move on to something else. Like that's also really difficult for me to do. But I do often think about how little Simone would feel given these situations. I had an experience when I was in therapy doing some inner child work and I have a vivid imagination, always have. So when she was like, I would like for you to go back to your inner child, I had, I had a very visceral experience with it because I tend to do the thing that like whenever my feelings are hurt whenever something isn't going mm -hmm. my way whenever mm -hmm. like so something happens that's like bad and like I want to like run away or like shrink or like hide or cower or whatever I don't let myself and my therapist yeah. explained to me that that is quote big Simone taking over so the little Simone doesn't have to doesn't have to show up if that makes sense oh my god did that hit you or did you that did hit me <laughs> okay yeah 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 yeah. so she asked me to go back and to sit myself in a room with little version of me and to just affirm little me and to like talk to little me and to comfort little girl me i was bawling and yeah. i went back to also another situation that was like a very core memory like in a in a negative way to like readdress it and to comfort myself as a little girl in that moment and i i don't want to get emotional now but i remember crying but it was not me like it wasn't adult me it was tears from yes little girl me that like I never got to cry that like I never got to feel yeah oh my goodness yeah, yeah, I knew yeah, that yeah, if we were yeah. talking about inner child work I was gonna start crying but yeah it has been so healing for me to like go back to my inner child and to come for her because I do feel like I had to grow up so quickly I don't really know how to be like 
silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. Isabella helps me a lot with that. Like I'll say that like during episodes, I'll be like, okay, like be silly. Like mm-hmm. I know how to be silly, like in a like adult way, but not so silly to the point where people would look at me twice for right. the amount of silliness, like not the innocence and the silliness that like a child child has. So yeah, inner child healing is no joke, but it is literally imperative for so yeah. many things that I have that I want in life. It is imperative for me to yeah. talk to her and make sure that she is not only okay, but like she's there with me. Like I don't want to delete inner child. I want yeah. her to be like in the passenger seat. Like both of for us sure. like with our little glasses on and our little convertible <laughs> driving down the imaginary road. You feel yeah. me? That's really interesting. And 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 in you saying that, first of all, I hope that inspires people out there that maybe haven't done inner child work or haven't really examined themselves yet. Mm-hmm. I hope that this resonates and maybe helps you a little bit in, mm-hmm. in developing an interest in healing that part of you because you deserve to be healed and nothing that happens in your childhood was ever your fault mm-hmm. um, and that everyone's childhood even though I had a great childhood like everyone's childhood had some messiness to yeah. it like something that affected you in a big way and probably still affects you today mm-hmm. that could be you know revisited you don't have to carry these burdens forever there yeah. are ways to help yourself and to be your own biggest ally and I'm, I'm, I'm really interested and I don't know if this is true and this is nothing I've explored in therapy but in mm-hmm. you saying that you know it's Simone taking the front seat so little Simone doesn't have to yeah I'm curious because I'm like I feel like Isabella little Isabella Mm -hmm. I allow her to take the driver's seat more often than adult Isabella Mm -hmm. and I wonder what a therapist Mm -hmm. would say about that because I kind of feel like I'm the opposite yeah attract opposites attract I don't think that that's an insane thing to think because I think that big Simone steps in because Mm -hmm. big Simone feels like little Simone can't take it and Mm -hmm. that little Simone like we can't operate out of that place but I do think that she's in the driver's seat for a lot of decisions that I make like um, my relationship to men little Simone was a hundred percent in the driver's seat for my relationship god and also like think about that also like a child driving yes like not even like in a yeah like in a way that's what? like a child that's should insane. not be driving no little Simone was in the driver's seat for my dating life for so far for my mentality towards like money the only thing that little Simone doesn't have her claws in right and kind of not is my career because I've known that I've wanted to do this literally since I was a little girl but she has her claws in it in a different way like little Simone is not giving up on this dream of being in media being on TV like so that little Simones can see that it's possible to make it to how far I've made it yes yes um but I think that little Simone is in control a fuck ton in my life so I think that that's just a journey that a lot of people should go on to examine like what do I really want not what childhood me really wanted I was gonna say not what childhood Rebecca really wanted literally that's your sister's name <laughs> I just you know how I love to pop a name Shout in somewhere all this is to say yeah you guys you've all got an inner child and yes. we Simone and I are sending them kisses yes to all are. of your inner children know that we are hugging them we are kissing them we are loving them they are worthy of love yes and we encourage everyone to you know have that conversation with your inner child if you want to if you're ready to to kind mm-hmm. of see huh what actually aspects of my current life are being affected or controlled by past versions of myself like and for a lot of people in the book how to be a badass I think it is oh I did read that but like they say like even if you're like I really want to make money. Why am I not make money? Why am I not make money? Yep. No, exactly. (laughs) Why I not make money? There might be 
a child that's in the front seat that's scared that's like I'm really scared I won't make money so Mm -hmm. that's sabotaging you from making money Mm -hmm. you know like you never fucking know so all this is to say we love you guys we encourage you to write a letter to your inner self we encourage you to you know play with your inner self give them something like whether it's playing catch playing Mm -hmm. Monopoly playing Mancala playing Mm -hmm. Webkins singing dancing doing something silly playing Play-Doh like allow that inner part of you to have fun not everything has to be so serious period and with that let's talk about our scream of the week our last scream segment of the week of the week i don't actually know what my scream of the week is yet so you can go i was talking to my friend emma last night and i was talking about how much of a whirlwind this week is like i'm dog mm-hmm. sitting like our work is really crazy i've just mm-hmm. been like like mm-hmm. since this weekend like it's been really nutty she was like how are you and i was like it's i'm really crazy right now like there's just so much going on like da-da-da-da. but after this week i'll be fine and she mm-hmm. was like I feel like every time I see you, that's what you say. Mm. And I was like, shoot yeah Shuka. so if every time Shuka. i see you i'm gonna be fine the next time you see me and i'm never fine the next time you see me like who's really and also just like anytime somebody tells you like this is something that you say a lot pay mm-hmm. attention to what it is that mm-hmm. you're saying and i was like oh fuck that's not a healthy way to live in the fact that i'm always rat racing and then like break and then rat racing and break and it feels like yo-yo dieting but with my schedule like going ham in a really unhealthy way where mm-hmm. I'm not sleeping enough I'm not eating enough I'm just like mm-hmm. work 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 getting everything done like so aggressive and then there's a full week where I'm fried where I'm yeah. sleeping all day long because I'm exhausted I'm depressed I don't mm-hmm. want to see anyone I'm like mm-hmm. I just need to chill mm-hmm. and then I feel so guilty from having that full mm-hmm. week of chilling mm-hmm. that I'm like I have to overcompensate mm-hmm. and be really really productive this week and it is an endless cycle yeah and her being like oh I feel like you're always saying that I was like oh that is not how I want to be living my life I don't yeah. think that sounds like maintainable it doesn't sound like something that has longevity and I have been working on this but even more so I was like oh this really cements the importance of getting into a healthy schedule and mm-hmm. balance where yeah. everything is not extreme okay so off of that my scream of the week can you imagine if I was like I'm out of time sorry Simone <laughs> sorry <laughs> It's going off of actually yours. We've all heard of the spoon theory. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Okay, so I'll quickly explain the spoon theory. So I think that the spoon theory originated in the um, disabled community, trying to get um, people that are able-bodied to understand how much it takes for people that are disabled to like get through the day. So they refer to it as spoons. So they say like a disabled person can start off with five spoons in a day. And um, like one spoon could literally be them like getting out of bed. The next spoon oh. could be like them getting the kids ready to go to school and then so on and so forth. But once those five spoons are used up, I have nothing else. I have no more spoons. I physically cannot do it. Those are all my spoons for the day. I heard that theory a while ago. And sorry if I'm misappropriating the community that started it but that's the way that I came across it so I knew that theory but then I took it a step further because I was listening to a podcast and between the two of us Simone's gonna say I was listening to a podcast podcast and you're gonna say I was watching a TikTok TikTok the other day exactly I was listening to a podcast (laughs) and he was talking about the spoon theory and then they went on to say and if you use up your spoons for the day then you can start to borrow into your spoons for tomorrow and I go what borrow into your 
spoons for tomorrow? Because I think of myself as a little battery pack. I always explain myself to be a little battery pack where I start out the day at 100% and then I drain, 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 drain at the end of the day. And then at the end of the day, I'm at zero. And then I go to sleep and then I recharge and I'm at 100% again. When that man said that you can borrow into tomorrow's spoons, I fucking lost it because I was like, oh my God, I borrow into my spoons for the next day constantly constantly and then our boss also made a comment that sat with me speaking of the things that people say to you our boss also made a comment because I was talking about something that I wanted to do content wise and adding yet another thing to my plate and he goes are you sure you want to do that and I was like yeah the fuck you think I can't handle it and he was like I'm not saying that you can't handle it I just I want you to be aware because you know I'm working together for as long as we've been working together I noticed that every four to six months you you have a breakdown And I said, so you're calling me a bitch. I do run into walls every, like, it's been my entire, my entire life has been like that. Also really fast, I just want to say in the way that you describe yourself as a battery pack, I think the way I'm living right now is similar to a broken phone charger. One that you have to like (laughs) position exactly, like finagle until it's like, and it's like broken and like sometimes it gets fully charged. The other time, like you wake up and it's been dead. Like you're Mm -hmm. like, how the fuck? And like you really have, Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm a battery pack. You're a broken charger. And right now. every right now and every four to six months, I have this breakdown. I felt attacked and I brought it up to other people in my life and they were like, he was right. And I was like, so you're choosing sides. You hate me. Get out of my life. After I got out of that mentality, I really did realize that I borrow against tomorrow's spoons and in being <sighs> cognizant of that we had a really long day all of us on this call we had a very long day last wednesday mm-hmm. it 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 was really something else last wednesday yeah. and the next day i was done i had borrowed into my spoons and i was very aware that i borrowed into tomorrow's spoons and that's what we call growth because at least i was aware old simone would have been like rodeo of a day on wednesday let's get it going again on thursday now i'm like "Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh miss girl borrowed into her spoons miss girl needs to take it light like thursday isn't gonna be a heavy lift it can't be because i need to re-up on my spoons so that i'm ready for next week and you know what's interesting in not being so extreme it's weird for me like yesterday I did all the work that was supposed to be done for today Mm -hmm. and then I was like okay I still have a little bit of energy left like let me start going into the future things and that's where I get into trouble and I was like no just stop just chill just like relax start winding down and that is such a bizarre unfamiliar feeling to me of just like capping it going okay because for me I will work until I pass out and that's not right I'm either passing out from working or procrastinating to start working again I think it's it's both ways of like getting comfortable with being like okay and you're done now and I'm like yes what I'm done I feel like that's hard and I think there's a big mentality especially in the entertainment industry because it's so hard work 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 work. that it's like next project next you've gotta put your little Mm -hmm. nose to the tushy and you've got a straw Strike mm-hmm. while the coal be burning. Mm-hmm. Me ruining every metaphor that's ever been said. I'm like, put the toast Blending in your every bucket and one swizzle it around. <laughs> that is what you've got to do in this big town of Texas. Um, and it feels bizarre not to. And like.
like there's a guilt if you're not like working yourself to the bone, but it's not healthy to work yourself to the bone. Working hard, working your ass off does not have to equate to abundance. Like you can be abundant in so many ways without working your ass into the ground and giving yourself zero spoons at the end of the day. And that is where we will end you. Love you guys so much. I know this episode was a little different than the usual. We it definitely leaned a lot more serious and really we got did more vulnerable. At the end. And I Shoot. hope you guys enjoyed that. Let us know if, be honest, you can be honest with us. Mm -hmm. Let us know if this is something you're interested in, these yeah. kind of like therapeutic sessions where we really, you know, dig a little dig deeper. In. Or if yeah. you're more interested in us, you know, getting sillier, please let us know what you thought. Be honest. We're here to cater to you guys. The show is for you. It's mm -hmm. all about you. We want the best for you. And we hope that this did nothing if not bring a little smile, bring a little happiness and joy. Or bring a little day. revelation to Bring a little you. revolution. Yeah. Not a revolution, child. Anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Love you guys. And remember, as always, if you're watching this, feel free to follow us on Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube. We have a cameo if you want us to review your dating profile. Patreon for personal videos. And we have merch. <laughs> and we have merch. Okay, bye everyone. Love, Love you. you. See you next thank week. Thank you for sticking with us. <laughs>